Welcome to Season 2 of There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where you listen in as Katie Hubbard talks to God about life in the year that it got upended by her first cancer diagnosis. I hope you'll find grace in her honest, hard, and hopeful words. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I just want you to hold on to Jesus like Katie did. It won't be easy or perfect, but it will be worth it. Now, if you've been a regular listener to this podcast, you know that I generally focus on Katie's journal entries. Over the last few weeks, I've actually been reading a lot from her CaringBridge blog, simply because Katie didn't have a lot of journal entries, and uh, that was following her first mastectomy and recovery from that surgery. We have three journal entries that take place in April of 2009, after her recovery had really progressed pretty well and just before the start of chemo. There are only these three journal entries from April, and then there are a number of CaringBridge blog posts that she has uh, during the month of May and early June. So I'm going to read you all of her April 2009 journal entries, and then in uh, the following podcast, we'll be picking back up with her CaringBridge blog. Thursday, April 16th, 2009. Dear Lord, this hasn't this has not been a season of much quiet time. Some scripture reading and that's about it. Lots of medication, fatigue and people. I am so glad March 23rd is over. That was the date of her mastectomy. That was one of the hardest days of my life and I'm nervous about chemo. You have been amazing through all of this, so huge. Deuteronomy 8, 2 And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way, those 40 years in the wilderness, to humble you and to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And then Katie writes, All the way my Savior leads me, a hymn that she had been meditating on a lot during this season. And then from verse 5 of Deuteronomy 8, And so he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Katie then writes, and I can't tell whether these are her own words or if she's quoting from somewhere. Often when she indents on a page, it means she's quoting, but I can't find a source. So whether this is her or whether she was reading this somewhere, she writes, Before the blessing, before the good land, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity versus the manna, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, versus no water, water only miraculously coming from a rock, in which you will lack nothing, must come the testing. That's what she writes. Before the blessing, must come the testing. Do not forget, she writes emphatically, that the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness, in which were fiery serpents serpents and scorpions, and thirsty land where there was no water, 
who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good for you in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained this, gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. And it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God, and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so shall you perish, because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. And again, though there are no verse numbers written there, Katie is simply writing out the remainder of uh, some of the verses from Deuteronomy chapter 8. Then on April 18th, 2009, a Saturday, she writes, Dear Lord, I got a new pink Bible. I am so excited. It's pink, a great size, and New King James Version, which was her favorite version. Noah sent an encouraging word from Hebrews 2, verse 10. Noah is our good friend who was, uh, works with the Navigators. He and his wife, Katie, have been like kids to us and friends for life. Noah sent this passage, and Katie sort of went back and read Hebrews chapter 2, and she writes, Our salvation, verse 3, was first spoken of by Jesus was confirmed by those who heard him, and God bore witness with signs, wonders, miracles, and gifts of the Spirit. And then verse 10, which Noah had sent to Katie, For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. The result is found in verses 17 and 18. Therefore, in all these things, he had to be made like his brothers, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. And Katie comments, Jesus, perfect Jesus, had to be made like us. He did no wrong. He didn't deserve to suffer, and yet he had to. The result is... He is a merciful and faithful high priest to us. Is it any different for me? Suffering produces mercy and faith. If Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, had to suffer, shouldn't I? It's like reading Perpetua. Suffering is a kingdom value, a high value. And by the way, I'm not familiar with that book. I have it in the back of my head that Perpetua is a book by Francine Rivers, but... I'm afraid you'll have to do your own Amazon search, but apparently in that book, there is an emphasis on suffering as a high kingdom value. And then the last journal entry for this podcast from Sunday, April 19th, 2009, Katie writes, Dear Lord, yesterday we had Kayla's 10th birthday party at the Pottery Place. What fun, what a special age. The girls had such a nice time and painted such pretty things. Katie Haas came and helped. I am so thankful that they are here. And by the way, Katie and Noah, uh, who had sent the passage from uh, Hebrews, are the friends that I've referred to. 
Our backyard is so pretty. We got patio furniture on Friday. Yay, and it looks really nice. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Boasting in infirmities? Perfected through suffering? Verse 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Kingdom values, weaknesses, infirmities, and then wow, I'm in a great place. Thanks for joining me for this episode of There Are Good Things Here. I look forward to being with you again in a couple of weeks where we will pick up as Katie's chemotherapy journey begins. <music>